0: What a week it's been! So much to talk about, and so many things we can't talk about.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Skell, and you are listening to Behind. No, sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark, and I'm Harris, and we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Oh, man here here we go we're back harris we're not dead we're not we're not gone we're back it's been it's been a month but but we're back
0: i can't believe it's only been a month it feels like longer than that you know what you're season not, are you're, we not on now? you're
1: not wrong and dude i don't know <laughs> i don't even know we were on six for like two years and I, yep. don't, I don't even it doesn't matter i wish i had just started numbering them one through whatever Cause I did the first time and then I decided, nah, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And that was a mm-hmm. mistake. Um, I wish I did that, but
0: <laughs> but, but we're hey, back. we're still here.
1: We're back. We kicked out it too. Much like David Arquette, you cannot kill behind the gorilla. You cannot. Yeah, that was our we haven't had a real episode in like at least two and a half months. Yeah. Um our last episode was us talking all about, of course, you cannot kill David Arquette, because that finally came out um at the end of August. So go listen to that because that was a lot of fun. Um, It also won an award, Harris. It won the, uh, like, um, Charlotte Film Festival. Okay. I I think it was the Charlotte Film Festival, if I'm – I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it was – I'm pretty sure it was Charlotte. But yeah, it won first place. So so there we go. Look at that. Still making waves. If you haven't seen You Cannot Kill David Arquette" yet, then – to be honest, why why are you listening to us? I was gonna say
0: watch that instead of listening to this episode. No offense, Mark. I'm sure your topic's fine. No, but...
1: it's not even no 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 no. Who cares about my topic? Well, go watch. You cannot kill David Arquette. Also, if you're if you're listening to our show ever, then you've probably seen it already, or you probably would have quit listening to our show by now because you know a, a fourth of all of our content just involves our patron Saint David Arquette. But. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're back and we're not, actually, that's a lie. We might be talking about David Arquette, but um, I, I don't have anything else to talk about because I still haven't finished watching Dynamite from Wednesday. Um, just haven't haven't finished it yet. I watched like the first 40 minutes of it, first couple matches. Darby Allen, Ricky Starks was good. Cody talked. Dog collar match. That's going to be a lot of fun next week for the. Or on Wednesday for the TNT Championship with uh, Brody Lee, that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot of fun. Co- Cody doing a dog collar match, you just know he's just sitting there watching Piper Valentine on repeat for the past <laughs> like month, and it's gonna be great.
0: It's gonna okay, be Mark. I have an important question for you though.
1: Yeah,
0: how do you feel about the new hair? Thumbs up, thumbs down.
1: Of what? Cody's new hair. You mean his re- You mean like just his hair? Like, like that's that's just Cody Rhodes' hair, just without him doing the Dusty Rhodes bleaching it.
0: Okay, so better or worse
1: than the Dusty Rhodes bleaching it. it is, that's it's what I'm saying. It's fine. Like, it's his actual hair. Like, there's, it's fine. I mean, I think, too- I think he did it. I think he added, like, more. Uh, he actually did it, for, like, full black instead of just, like, my color. Like, like just real dark right, brown. Right, that's what it, yeah. Like, but, it looks too dark for me. That's, my, sa- that's what it's I'm It's still the same, say. basically. I mean, it's still basically the same, so I don't. I mean it it fits the attitude. I I don't really care like cuz it's not like he came out with pink hair. Like it, you know, it's it's basically just his normal hair.
0: <laughs> I think it, I I think it looks weird. It freaks me out, but that's just cuz I'm not used to it. I'm used to the blonde. And I know that's not his real hair color. Like I've seen his old WWE stuff.
1: I, like I still but, am not I I still am probably more used to him with dark hair than with the blonde
0: mm, still. I just th- he looks like an old man who's dyed his hair and, like, done too much. It's distracting. Well,
1: that is it's true. It's fine. That is But, true. you know,
0: it's it's still going to be a good match. It's still exciting. I haven't watched AEW in weeks because, as I was telling you before we went on the We've air... You've
1: been trying not to die, yeah. That's
0: yes, right. my boss is... And I have engaged in an, I quit match at my job and I haven't
1: yet. I'm still,
0: we're we're still hanging in there, but
1: there's been some close calls.
0: It's fine. Someone's, someone's about to
1: grab the uh, piece of the wooden chair and, and jam it in the other one's head and it's going to be all over once that happens. But, uh, Oh man. So yeah, I don't have anything to talk about with that. Um, so, I mean, we can just jump right into the topic, which is the first time we've had a topic in again, a long, long time. So,
0: Hang on, Mark. I'm contractually obligated to point out uh Roman Reigns is back stomping a mud hole through everybody.
1: Who cares? Doing the best ca- this is the best character work I don't he's care. ever had, dude. He this lost the- his chance of anyone caring. It's gone. And it wasn't even all his fault, he's, but it's gone. He's it's so gone. Good it's been right like now, he's dude. been around for what? Six years, seven he's years. He's so good right now, nah, Mark. That ship has sailed. That ship he's, sailed. He's so good right now. Who cares? You know who? Nobody. That's who nobody cares it's too late and plus i'm not trying to make you about, care i'm just nobody cares about wwe period much less roman reigns is uh them finally doing something right after seven years of just destroying this man in the worst way possible which really is vastly unfair you know but uh i don't care
0: I wasn't trying to make you care. I just wanted to, it wouldn't be behind (laughs) the gorilla if I wasn't pointing out that Roman Reigns is doing stuff that I'm enjoying on television. I,
1: I, you know, I, I really do feel bad because my top two favorite wrestlers of all time are both still wrestling, but they're wrestling in WWE and I don't, (laughs) and I don't watch them and I feel bad. AJ and Jeff Hardy are both going strong right now in, in WWE and like in, in pretty major stories and stuff, by the way, but I, I still can't bring myself to care. Because every time I do, then I look and I see Rey Mysterio's whole family, and I'm just like, I don't, I nope, nope, I'm out, I'm out. Unless unless we're battling for the custody of Dominic again, I'm out. Right. You know. Anyway. So that's, no, anyway. that's fine. We can go
0: to the topic. I just wanted to. I just wanted to state for the record. I know what's going on there, and I'm a fan. That's just you know, if y'all were wondering.
1: <laughs> uh, they weren't. Um. All right. Well, we got a topic, Harris, and guess guess where we're going to?
0: Uh, I believe we're going back to
1: WCW because oh, I saw the tweet you posted. We are. Week. We are. We are. We're going back to WCW, and, and guess when in WCW we're going back to?
0: We're going to, we're going to 1999. We're going to 2000. We're it's going to
1: 2000, two. Harris. We're Woo! going back to 2000. We did a whole podcast episode in our first season just on like four random things of the, the year 2000, I couldn't believe there was something else that took place in the year 2000 we hadn't covered yet but oh man, but I found it I found one and uh, again, there's a there's a decent amount of overlap as w- happens a lot with us if it's the year you know 2005 in WWE or 2011 WWE mm-hmm. or 2000 in WCW, we've basically covered those entire those <laughs> entire 12 months. Now, do you remember just as a little
0: bit of a, uh, a lead in, do you remember what we covered in the first episode that was meant to be like, here's all the things that happened in the year 2000?
1: It wasn't the first one. We had already done it a few times because David Arquette happened in 2000. Right, uh, right. uh You know, the duty bag on the forklift was 2000, I believe, or maybe early 2001. Um, No, that was 2000 also. So like right off the bat, like two of our first four were all. We're from this year, and so I think a few episodes down the road we did that. I don't remember what we covered for that particular well, episode. Well, I
0: don't want to – we'll discuss it, I'm sure, as we get into the topic. I can remember two or three other things that I know happened, but I don't remember if we covered them or if you're about to, and I don't want to shoot your wheels off. So well, let's we just, definitely let's haven't covered it.
1: this one yet, so okay. that would be dumb, but – um. Yeah, here's one we've already done, folks. <laughs> well, not on be purpose. be really funny, just, actually. What if we just did a whole clip show? It's like, we don't want to do one. We just did a clip show. That's more effort than recording an episode. I know, I know. You'd have
0: to go edit it all. To, you'd have to listen to it all. Yeah, it
1: would. And yeah. edit it together. I agree. I agree. But anyway, all right. So we're going, but not only are we going back to 2000, Harris. This, this is why I talked to uh, my little tease earlier at the beginning of the episode. We're going to April of 2000, which, of course, is our holy month in wrestling. And uh, this is April 17th, 2000, Monday Nitro. Eric Bischoff yells at a bunch of mid-carders backstage uh, for not helping the New Blood beat up the Millionaires Club, because, of course, that's, what, you know, that's the big feud going on. We got mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff and, and Vince Russo and Vince Russo's boys with Jeff Jarrett and the like. You know, Kidman, Jeff Jarrett, the, that group of the, the, the new guys against, uh, you know, Sting, Hogan, you know, the millionaires. That That's what we have going on. It's brilliant writing. Right. Um, classic everyone,
0: heel Sting.
1: Yeah. Everyone. No, 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 no. The millionaires are the good guys. What are you talking about?
0: Uh, classic WCW making the old guys the good guys.
1: Right. Um. Now, to be fair, again, I watch a lot of this stuff. The crowds are still one million percent better than in anything in the past 10 years because they don't still, realize in the year 2000 and wcw it, right crowds are still massively hot for everything and it's very impressive i'm just gonna just gonna say that but um okay so anyway so he he's yelling at a bunch of mid carters now the mid carters are hugh morris lash hmm. LaRue, chavo guerrero jr uh van hammer and also uh, booker t is uh booker t's with him and there was uh i think there was another guy back there but he doesn't end up being a factor in this story oh yeah and jerry lynn for some reason but then he was like gone the next week or something but he wasn't even a part of this jerry lynn follows us on twitter by the way i'm not really sure why but i'm all for it i'm all for it jerry lynn's jerry lynn's great some great, uh, great TNA X-Division matches with uh, Loki and AJ Styles kind of putting X-Division on the map back in 2002, but that's beside the point. Um, So anyway, so th- that's the kind of the group back there. And uh, Bo- Booker T's in the middle of a feud at the moment with one of our other patron saints of the show. If we had a second patron saint, would it be Buff Bagwell or Scott Steiner? I, I think it's one of those two. Like, those are the three, you know, yeah. David Arquette, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buff Bagwell. We're Scott's
0: real right. close to a Mount Rushmore here. I think you have to give it to Steiner because, like, more, it, it's not so much the angles he's been a part of as much yeah. as it is who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. And, that's fair. Yeah. A- and the NWA
1: and the NWA factor helps bump uh, him over there, too.
0: True. OK. And even he's though we weren't Shownies. there. But... He's, he's got a Shoney's we haven't been to. But, yeah, that's, I know. I, I wonder, wonder if it's right. even
1: still open because he almost died. Remember, he almost died earlier this year or at the end. Of yeah, the year and that wasn't even was. COVID related. No, that no, this is before thing. COVID. Um, How has he not gotten COVID yet? This is we're really I getting into the weeds here <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So Booker T, Scott Steiner, they're having a few. They're in the middle of a feud right now while all this is going on. So great. A week later on Thunder. Uh, and also, Harris, guess what the date is of this Thunder? April 26th, 2000, a.k.a. The holy day of Behind the Gorilla when our patron saint, the one and only, the master of everything, Mr. David Arquette, shocks the world, wins the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. So I was very happy that that ended up coinciding with what I was talking about. Unfortunately, I couldn't care about that, and I had to actually focus on the episode. I wanted to just shift gears and then just do a whole other episode of David Arquette, but I held myself back and actually stuck with the topic at hand, but I just had to throw that out there that that was that was wonderful that was wonderful to see because again, okay, hang
0: on, let me interrupt you just for one more second and say, no it. wonder I've never heard of whatever else this is because anything that happened on that episode of Thunder, no one will ever think about or talk about.
1: yes, you know what I is, mean no you're you're one hundred percent correct. you're one hundred percent correct um so all right. So anyway, this episode Booker T, uh, he um he is beat by Mike Awesome, who's an he'd be in he's pretty close to being a patron saint of the show too, if we're being perfectly honest, because the fat chick thriller and the that '70s guy was was top tier, top tier content. Um, but uh, anyway, so he's Booker T loses to Mike Awesome because Steiner comes out and helps, and then they beat him down afterwards. Well, as he's getting beaten down that previously mentioned group of uh, mid-card wrestlers come out and save him. Okay? So so we got we got a little train, little train rolling here. On the next night. Now again, there's a lot of episodes we're covering because this is such a low down angle that they're very brief <laughs> each episode. So, we're going to be flying through the weeks here, Harris. Um, on the next Nitro, this whole group comes out to celebrate when Hugh Mor- uh, with Hugh Morris when Hugh Morris wins a handicap match versus Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett. Whoa. That's right. Of course, Jeff Jarrett turned on Steiner and beat him up, and that's why Hugh Morris won. But still, Hugh oh. Morris wins a handicap match against two of the top guys at the moment. Of course, for those of you that don't know, Hugh Morris, a.k.a. Bill DeMont, big-time wrestling trainer, and now I'm pretty sure working with Impact. But um, anyway. Yeah, he got
0: fired from the performance
1: center. I yeah, think. for a bit because of a because they're a bunch of pansies. That's why. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So Bishop then comes out after, like, backstage after this happens and fires all four of them. There's not really any reason given. You'll find that kind of thread. Follow this whole story. But Hugh Morris, uh, no, actually Hugh Morris isn't even no. I thought he fired Hugh Morris too, but he didn't, which I didn't even realize that. That is another thing that happened. It took me forever going through this topic because I kept going to the next one and then something was going on that I didn't understand. And then I was trying to figure out what I missed. And then I realized I didn't miss anything. They just skipped over things all the time. So I thought Bischoff fired everyone that was there. But then later I found out Hugh Morris actually wasn't fired, even though he was in the group that Bischoff said was fired. It's very confusing. You can see where this is going. AKA, you can't see where this is going. Um, so apparently it was Lash LaRue, Chavo Guerrero, and uh, Van Hammer were all fired. Only those three were fired. Um, again, not really any reasons. I guess because Bishop just didn't like them helping Hugh Morris. Two days later on Thunder. Morris has now joined the Millionaire's Club. Remember, these guys were kind of part of the new blood, and that's why Bishop has been getting on to them. And so they're like, forget it, Hugh Morris going to the Millionaire's Club, and he's wearing camo now. No explanation given. Again, no explanation. I I kept going back and trying to see if I missed anything, but didn't. Uh, There's a main event battle royal, which Morris is a part of for the Millionaire's Club, and uh, he's a part of for the Millionaires Club. It's kind of a Millionaires Club versus New Blood, but it's also just a battle royal, so it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. It's like a gang warfare thing, but there's only one winner. It's one of the right. worst things I've <clears throat> excuse me I've ever seen in wrestling. It's so boring. There's like 50 people in the ring at one time, and just nothing's happening for like huh. 20 minutes. And everyone and you're just like everyone, the people in the ring, like there's no room to do anything. So they're just kind right. of standing there and like pretending to fight. Like, it, it's it's just that, horrible. And it goes on for the, like the whole back half of the show.
0: That's the danger of a battle royal, I feel like, is if it gets bigger than like 10 people, there's too many people in the ring to at yeah. once, like for it to work. Like the beauty of the Royal Rumble and to a lesser extent, like the casino battle royal is people are constantly coming in. So it's never so crowded that you yep. can't, like, do spots and have things happen. Yep. But with the Battle Royale, were there other people in it that, like, weren't part of these two factions?
1: Or was it only those uh, two? It was—
0: There were a couple uh, there more. There might
1: have been. There were so many people in there, Harris. Yeah. I don't know. And also— yeah, pretty... So during the Battle Royale, the other three fired wrestlers, Lash LaRue, Van Hammer, and Chavo— who are now apparently called the Misfits in Action? That's what the uh, that's what the announcer said. Again, this is never <laughs> wait, set wait,
0: wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. They called them the Misfits in Action, or they said, "Yeah,
1: apparently these guys are called the Misfits in Action now." I think I don't remember. They they say that name, and it had okay. never been established at okay. any other point. Great. Also, these wrestlers. So they show up. In the Battle Royal, with no explanation, again, this match was already going on. There's not, mm-hmm. it's not like a Royal Rumble, like, all right. of a sudden people are just showing up in the match, and and like, off screen, <laughs> like I'm sitting there going through this match, watching the Hugh Moore's stuff, just seeing if any, and then all of a sudden, I see the other three guys, and I'm like, wait, did I skip, and I'm like, going back, trying to see, were they in at the beginning, and they weren't, and then all of a sudden, they just, there they are. In the middle of so, the game, so okay, so not only that, but they just show up and it's not even addressed. No, like it's not, it's not even one of those. Not things until like, know, like, like a little, not until a few minutes later, and then it's like, I was so, I was so confused, Harris. See, I was so confused because oh, see, like you can bend this. the rules with that, and that can be part of the fun.
0: You know what I mean? Like, but you call attention to it, like. Keith Slater can't get eliminated from the Royal Rumble for 20 minutes because right. he can't get into the ring because right. he
1: keeps getting knocked out. Even like, though the rule is if the next person goes in before you, then you're out. But they threw that, you know, who cares? Because that was funny. Right,
0: right, right, right. But like they're they're still telling a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Involving
1: the rules they've
0: established. And yes. like if somebody – if they're going to sneak in. Then just, like, cut to an angle of them looking around shiftily and rolling in under the bottom rope. Yeah, no, so none of that. So the audience is aware that, like, you're not supposed to be doing this. Yeah, no, none don't of just that. cut to them in there.
1: They're just in there, oh, Harris. And incredible. then they're getting eliminated. So, like, they're <laughs> part of the match, I guess. I Again, I don't know. I have no idea what is going on. the commentators on. not talking about this? They're Harris, they don't know either. Like, they're doing the best they can, just acting like everything's normal. Again, Tony Schiavone, ultimate... This is why he's the greatest wrestling commentator commentator of all time. Because he commentated the last, like, three years of WCW competently. Which is amazing. (laughs) Tony Schiavone's work those last few years of WCW does not get nearly enough credit. Like, his, like, top-tier stuff with good stuff is, you know, people get that. He's so much better for this stuff. Because who else could have done... Like any job, not even well, but just who could have survived doing this? And yeah, I know he did it on autopilot. That's how he even got through it. But still, it's still, <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. Cause again, there's no rhyme or reason for what's going on Harris. That That's the thing. I should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode because it's very confusing trying to follow a lot of stuff's done in retrospect. Um. So anyway, that's happening. And then that that's kind of all there is with that. Just, they, they've established a name, I guess. But again, they were fired. So I don't know how they're there. it It's not addressed. Nothing's addressed. Yep. <sighs> all right. Cool. We're going to another holy day, Harris. Slambery 2000. Of course, number two of our whole... Actually, I'd say three. Our third holy day, which is, of course, when David Arquette wrestled. Jeff Jarrett and DDP in a triple cage for the world heavyweight championship. Our second one is surprise David Arquette and Judy Bagwan a forklift match, which happened months later. But anyway, those are definitely our three holy days. Would you agree?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: All right. So it's at this show again, who cares about anything else on this show? This is why we didn't know about this, but uh, Hugh Morris is taking on Scott Steiner for the U S title. Again, I don't know how he got a title shot, but he did. Um I guess cuz he won that tr- that a uh, handicap match. Nothing's established. Uh the other three misfits in action are at ringside because again now that they- now they're fired. So now they make a big deal of oh they're fired that's why they're at ringside. It's like okay well then why were they in the ring in that other match but it doesn't matter. But and they're wearing camo Harris. But not just camo cuz this is 2000. One of them has purple camo on. The other one has lime green camo on and the other one has orange camo on. So we are we are of the times, I think, to say the least.
0: Yeah, that that does make more sense than if they were just wearing normal camo, <laughs> which is kind of a sad statement. But I, guess. I was like camo. That's weird. And then you said, yeah, purple camo. And I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the year 2000. That's yeah,
1: it. It is. All right. So Humorous comes out to the ring and of course he's wearing camo. Cause he's been doing that now for a couple of weeks and apparently he grabs a mic and he says he will never be called Hugh Morris because that name was given to him by Eric Bischoff and it was a brain fart to make him look stupid. Now Harris, that's a good promo. Like that's a good thing to say. You know, he got basically, r- r- you know, Bischoff, you know, ran ran him out. He, you know, so he turned on him. He joined the Millionaire's Club. He was mistreated and all that Like, that makes sense, right? At least in some way. That makes it's also Hugh Morris' – you know, I mean, it's literally a comedy gimmick name anyway. So, I mean, his his character was he – he couldn't stop laughing. That was what the character was when he debuted. So, oh, like, th- this makes sense, right? Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen. Okay, first of all, yeah, Hugh Morris – terrible name just yeah. awful like there's some i wasn't touching on that until it came up but yeah this feels like a good time to acknowledge yeah hugh morris is never going to be the world heavyweight champion no. of anything because that's just insane like you can you can tell when some guys are dead on arrival and that's one of them uh the other thing though is like i i'll take your word for it that this is done well it's at least a good idea but wcw loves to go to this well of getting worked shooty so often yeah that it kind of loses any impact at some
1: point. Oh, okay. The, let me say this. This isn't really good. I, I'm not trying to argue oh, that. Okay. I'm oh, just okay. saying like the, it makes sense, right? Yes, it does. This yeah.
0: makes wrestling sense yes. in a way that nothing yes. else does. You can see what they're trying to do. Right. And there is a character choice being made here. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> that, that's all I wanted to establish. It's not necessarily okay. great. Bill, you know, Bill DeMont was never the greatest on the on the mic. That wasn't his thing, which is fine. But he's fine. Like, the promo's okay up to this point. Um. So, of course, he needs a new name, right, Harris?
0: Yeah, that would make sense.
1: So, from now on, he says, everyone will call him Hugh G. No. Rection. No, Mark. No. Oh, my word. Captain Rection, for short. Just gonna that does, let that, that breathe makes for a less second.
0: Sense. Okay.
1: okay. So Hang we on. already established. Yep. That the premise initially actually made sense. Yep. It no longer does, Harris.
0: <laughs> See, here's the thing like, when you say, like, This is what I was kind of getting at. When you break that fourth wall, when you get worked shooty, like you get into dangerous territory and not everyone can pull that off because by saying, hey, Eric Bischoff gave me the name Hugh Morris and that's stupid, then you establish this new reality like, okay, this man is smart enough to understand when he has a stupid stage name Yep, and therefore won't make that mistake again. So you would expect him to do something like, Like, okay, let me go back to another uh, classic behind the gorilla episode when they had Dustin Rhodes be the serial killer slash pedophile seven. Yeah. And they produced all these really creepy pedophile video packages for him. Right. The end game of that angle was him saying, no, this is stupid. I'm just going to be Dustin Rhodes. Right. And like it is a terrible idea. Right. It didn't work. But like we talked about this when we did that episode, like that's a terrible idea, and it's not interesting. It's pretty stupid. But you get to the end, and you're like, well, I see, like, right, like they're trying to do this work shooty thing where he's like, I don't need any gimmicks. I'm just good at wrestling, right? Like the the pivot is for him to say, no, I'm not going to do this crazy gimmick. I'm just going to be a regular guy who loves to wrestle. So the yep. the, the pivot here is this man. Uh Mr. Rexion. I'm sorry, Captain Rection. Yes, See, Captain, Mr. Rexion
1: is also a joke name that works. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, Dead. they they weren't even smart enough to come up with that. Man. Oh,
0: but he comes out and says, I'm not gonna be called Hugh Morris, because you know, no world champion's ever named Hugh Morris. That's yeah. stupid. That's a joke name. You're like, Oh, okay, so you're gonna pivot to something more like your real life character and more serious. No. And no, he just jerks the wheel to the left even harder, and it's like the penis name. It's the penis name, you guys. Yep. But he doesn't get it. Like he gets that Hugh Morris is a bad
1: joke, but not Hugh Erection. That that part never is never clarified. We we yep. don't know if he's in on the joke or not, Harris. I I don't yep. know. Okay. I, I don't know. Um Yeah, cuz like if it were played for comedy, that would at least be one thing, but I get the uh, impression Well, okay. It's not. L- well, it it is played for comedy. So I mean, that is the goal. I mean, that mm. is the end game with all of this. But we're we're talking about a comedy angle, Harris, if you haven't gotten that already. We we, we definitely are or an attempted comedy angle, for sure. Mm. Character-wise, <laughs> it's unclear though. What what the you know, what's actually going on? <laughs> um All right. So, again, we have uh, Captain Rection versus Scott Steiner for the U.S. title. It's actually a good match. It's actually a long match. It's like 15-plus minutes, and it's back and <laughs> forth. And, like, he's getting stuff in with Scott Steiner. Like, it's back and forth match. It's not a squash match.
0: And so you're, telling me that, you're telling me that Hugh G. Rection has some stamina, that he yes, can really go for a uh, long time? Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. Again, as I mentioned earlier, the crowd is into it. Like, it's a good crowd. <laughs> Um again the match isn't bad but eventually you know Steiner gets the win you know of course, of course. um and uh, of course he wins with the Steiner recliner and of course he holds it on way you know after the bell bells ring ding, ding 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 cuz that's going to do anything that's my biggest pet peeve in all of wrestling i don't understand that's a lie there's a lot of others but that's that's a dumb thing in wrestling um what does the timekeeper think he's going to do uh, like they they've, they 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 know the match is over man like you ringing the bell ain't gonna do nothing. It's not like it's not like football when the refs come in and keep blowing the whistle like the whistle eventually does work, you know, in football. It the, the bell is not the same.
0: I always assumed it was just because they thought the wrestlers were naive and didn't realize because why would they ever continue to hurt their opponent after the match had ended?
1: <laughs> Either way, it's dumb. If that's the reason, that's dumb too. But uh anyway, so of course, you know, the ringside Missing in action, folks, well, they're not going to stand for this, so, so they try and come in and help, but of course, they're stopped by security. Because remember, Harris, they were fired, even though they entered the Battle Royal on Thunder mm-hmm. with no explanation. But now they're not allowed in when someone's clearly getting assaulted. The ma- If the match isn't going on, it's it's an assault now, right? Like, security should not be letting that yeah. happen. Sure. But, no, but I security think that's is fair. much more... Focused on these these three people trying to help another person getting beat up.
0: I will interrupt to say I I, I do appreciate that they at least like put security over in kayfabe because I always <laughs> love that because in reality I mean it happens like once every right. two years some knuckleheaded alive show has too much to drink and tries to hop the barricade and gets annihilated right just instantly either by one of the wrestlers or by ringside security who's sitting right there yeah. And I always love that when the story calls for it, there's, like, nobody within 100 yards of the ring. So I appreciate that at least they're like, nope, 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 and just shut that down immediately.
1: Now that I think about it again, there's so much going on during this time period of WCW. It's hard to keep Mm -hmm. up. But now that I think about it, I think security was actually working for Bischoff now that I think about it. Uh, So that would make more sense. Yeah. I think that was, again, I wasn't paying attention to everything going on, but I think that was a thing going on at the time. Like, they had, like, their mm. own security thing, but I don't remember. That would make a lot more sense in this scenario. But anyway, it doesn't matter because then Booker T comes in for the save, kips, kicks the crap out of Steiner, and uh, that's the end of that segment. So, you know, Booker T's helping out these these weirdos for some reason. All right. So now we go to the next night of Nitro. Captain Rection comes out to a snare drum, to like snare drum music, you know, because he's a military guy. And uh, Oh, that's what the camo's for. Right, I know. And he takes on Sean Stasiak. That's a name we're gonna get familiar with. And he also hey. followed us on Twitter at one point. He's like it's doing some he's like a doctor now or something. Something weird, some weird health thing. I don't know. But uh, I don't think he follows us anymore. But at one point he did. Um, anyway, his whole gimmick was, he was, I think he was called the perfect man. I think that was the name. He was one of like, you know, 13 people who have used that gimmick that weren't mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect, which is the only one that it worked. Um, and, uh, of course, Kurt Henning is with him for some reason. I guess it's just cause he used the name perfect in his name. Again, this mm-hmm. isn't established. And, uh, then, but then, oh no, sorry. Kurt Henning is with captain rection for literally no reason i think even the announcers didn't know why he was there like we're all confused we're like why why are we bringing kurt hennig into this
0: that's so stupid because you literally just touched
1: on it all you have to do is have him say hey you're not the perfect man i am well yeah but that's not done it but that's not what they did instead he actually turns on rection and then helps stasiak so,
0: oh, see, you are the perfect man, and I am also the perfect man.
1: I guess, friend. I guess, of course, Terrible. missing in action shows up and helps him out of the ring. This time, they're allowed in. I don't know why they're still fired, as far as I know. Um, now, Harris, here's another good thing. You know what, actually, th- again, so, so I read like the synopsis of this team, you know, on like Wikipedia ahead of time, and then I go back and I watch everything and I you know, piece everything together. Cause there's a lot of stuff that's not touched on with, when you just look up the Wikipedia stuff. Right. When I say all of this stuff is hindsight, like I'm not kidding. Cause I, I would read about all this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, this is how it happened. And then as I'm watching this, nothing adds up, nothing makes any sense. And then like later they'll mention something and it's like, Oh, that's when that happened. So it's very confusing. Again, missing in action are still fired. Harris for all, like, they're, it's never not, they've never come out and been like, we're back, or, re- like, nothing's been said. The last thing was they were fired, and then they weren't even allowed in the ring last week. But now they are, for some reason. And then on Thunder, Lash LaRue is in a match, facing, facing Sean Stasiak. But he was fired! Like it doesn't – he then takes – okay, so he comes out, takes a mic, and he makes a similar speech to what we had from Captain Rection where he (laughs) says that he is now Corporal Cajun because, of course, he's Lash LaRue from Louisiana. So he's he's Corporal Cajun. Um, The announcers are in my same boat. They still don't know how he's back when he was fired, and they say that. They're like, well, we don't know how he's here because he was fired, but all right, and uh, Stasiak beats him. So, okay, we still have no answers, Harris. We're moving (laughs) on. We're moving on to Nitro. We're just rolling right on down the line. Have you ever watched Seinfeld? I have watched a lot of episodes of Seinfeld. I have not, like, watched it, it, like, all of it, all through, no. Did you ever see the
0: episode where George quits? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: (laughs) That's kind of what this reminds me of. So for those of you who might not know, George Costanza quits his job, storms out in a fit of rage, and then sits down with his friend Jerry and thinks and says, you know, I may have made a mistake here. And Jerry is like, well, why don't you just go back in? Just show up to work on Monday and pretend it never happened. You know, you're emotional. You have outbursts all the time. Just... Act like it never happened. Act like you still work there and they'll just assume it was something like that. You know, they'll think they're the crazy one. <laughs> That's what I feel like is happening here. They're like, all right, well, listen, we're fired. But if we just keep kind of hanging around, I'm pretty sure like people will think that we still work here. or We can slip into a match here or there. Sometimes they get called out on it because security like knows what's up, but sometimes right. they get away with it because. I imagine Bischoff's firing people all the time, or at least giving the impression that he is. They're they're just kind of floating along in the chaos. That's the impression I get.
1: <sighs> I guess. I guess. Um, so the next Nitro. Now we finally establish this team for the first time. We see Captain Rection with his yep. missing in action troops. They're all lined up, you know, Marine style. They're all wearing FUBAR shirts. And... <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> And Colorful Camo, as we already previously established. Okay. Um, of course, these, just for any of you that don't remember, which is fair, it's Captain Rection, a.k.a. Hugh, Hugh Morris. We have Chavo Guerrero. We have Lash LaRue. And we have Van Hammer. Those are the, that this is the group we have here. No new name for Van Hammer? We'll get there. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so, he said... Mr. Drill. So we have, you know, Captain Rection going up as, the, you know, the drill instructor. Yep. And uh, you know, he's going down the line addressing his his kids, his soldiers. And he starts to give them names. So, he starts with Van Hammer. And he says he is now known as Major Stash. <laughs> now, there's an even better story with this that I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw I I read I read this on a couple different places. Apparently, the original name was Private Stash, which is much better. Yeah, it is. But Van Hammer was mad about being a lower rank, and I'm not kidding. And so they changed it to Major. I'm like that has to be real. It's too stupid to not be real.
0: Yeah, that's very good.
1: So that's it. Even <laughs> that makes it even better because private stash is a way better name. Um. So then he goes to Chavo Guerrero, and he's now gonna be Lieutenant Loco. You know, of course, <laughs> you have to one because he's you know subtle Hispanic, yeah. and yep. two because you have to have you know the crazy guy in the group. So he really plays up the mentally unstable mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. That's that's his that's his role in this group. Um, and then of course we have, you know, Captain, or, uh, Corporal Cajun, and then, and then Captain, uh, Captain Rection. So we, we have names for everyone now, Harris. Again, the last I know, they were fired, but here they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not all. We have to add one more member to this group. One more member, Harris. And, um, well, it's, uh, it's a model named tylene buck who you can google if you're so inclined she's done very extensive modeling work i'm sure it's very tasteful modeling work oh oh yeah (laughs) that's that's i guess one way to put it um anyway she's entered and her name harris okay yep hit me major guns You know that's bad but
0: like compared to everything else that's not as bad as I was afraid of. I literally <laughs> thought you were going to say her I thought you were I really thought you were about to be like her name was Major Boobs or something like that. Like that's really where I was.
1: <laughs> Which I'm not going to lie right. would have been hilarious. Like but... private
0: is private isn't even taken. She could have been private parts. It's I fine.
1: know. I know. I know. It was oh, I know. But you know here we are. And, you know, so, of course, she comes in and she is wearing camo, kind of a skimpy top and skimpy shorts, no. of wow, course. can't imagine. And, wow. uh, you know, of, co- mm-hmm. of course, the other, you know, soldiers are very, very taken by by major guns. So, <laughs> So the team set, you know, the team set, the team set. <laughs> wrestling in
0: the 90s was hilarious because when you had a team you could just go hire a hot girl to like be your mascot and just kind of hang out with you and dress up like
1: you definitely what this was um oh man again though as i've mentioned several times i don't know why they're allowed here um (laughs) on thunder on thunder okay you know what harris i'm already gonna say this i don't i don't remember if i mentioned this later on but as i was reading About this, what I read about it was they changed their name so they could come back to WCW, like they're like they're they're one-upping Bischoff, like he won't know we're back because we're calling ourselves different names. Well, that's what I read. But see, that would make sense. But they (laughs) they they come out and they say, "I'm no longer Lash LaRue. I'm Corporal Cajun." You're like, so that defeats the whole purpose. Yep. It's never mentioned. So like that would have been funny if that was actually the way it was talked about. That the only time that's ever mentioned is a little bit later oh, which man. I will get to. That's a different there is a part of this where that is mentioned, but it's not with these guys. Man, Ed, well, the, here's the thing. You're right. That is brilliant and a right. really funny like
0: like, self-deprecating they way, were like so yeah. Many WCW, people. Would, <laughs> WCW would just throw a multi-million dollar contract to like anybody who could run the ropes at a certain period in time in the nineties. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but that you're just like, oh yeah, that's yeah, major boobage, whatever. That's fine, signer.
1: Yeah, but oh, boy. Anyway, well we have a we have a team though established, so at least we're getting somewhere, I guess. Um, on Thunder, it's missing in action versus the Filthy Animals. Now the Filthy Animals was. A group of, uh, it was, um, shoot, let me see. It was Rey Mysterio, unmasked Rey Mysterio. Um. Nice. Ah, shoot. It was, uh, I totally blanked on the, I think Psychosis might have been one of them. Um, Conan. I don't remember who else, but it was like kind of that. It was, it was a group of a handful of those guys, um, called the Filthy Animals. They were kind of a. I guess they were heels, but kind of not because, again, there was a lot of confusing stables in WCW at the time where Mm -hmm. you're like, they're kind of acting like heels, but are they supposed to be cool? You know, that type of thing. But um, anyway, so we have the dream team, though. We have the dream team together, the missing in action team. They're all named. They're all together, you know, so they all come out. Major Guns, of course, gets the biggest reaction. She has a tight shirt with bombs are bombs away written on the front you know of of course of course um they're in louisiana so corporal cajun is actually getting a good reaction because you know hometown boy so he's really (laughs) playing that up he's wearing uh university of louisiana lafayette raging cajuns jersey like football jersey which of course now they just dropped the lafayette which i think is dumb because now nobody knows who they are i see louisiana this year and i was like who is this who's louisiana i don't know who this team is um, then it's like, oh, that's the Raging Cajuns. Okay, Lafayette just dropped the name. Like when Nichols dropped Nichols State and confused everybody.
0: Yeah, that um, is confusing.
1: Anyway, so he's getting a decent reaction. The match is what it is, you know, for a f- eight-man tag match. Uh, Sean Stasiak comes out again and beats on uh, Lieutenant Loco, a.k.a. Chava Guerrero. Um, and so the match is over because, you know, interference. Booker T comes out again. And saves missing in action. He he, you know, helps him clear the ring. And uh now we find out what what Major Guns' contribution to this team is. She actually has a role, Harris. She's not just there, you know, for looks. Because, you know, Sean Stazek came out and he just laid out Lieutenant Loco. He's gone. He's unconscious. So Major Guns comes out. She puts on a little show and well, revives. Lieutenant Loco, with with some you know some mouth to mouth. This is apparently her contribution to the team. This is why she's here. She has some secret power of reviving people. That's why she's here, and I'm not even kidding. That's 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 why she's here, and it works. Like it he does. pops right. Back oh yeah, up no, like he a full health bar, and he's wow. I don't know if he's fine, but he's he's you know conscious again. So I guess it works. Okay, because if there's one thing we know about CGI,
0: oh my word, about CPR, (laughs) it's that it, you know, can revive you after a beating, not like a drowning or like a heart attack. Like you got
1: kicked in the head, yeah. Give him some CPR, he'll be fine. Yeah, and some mouth to mouth, and you're, you know, you're fine. Yeah. We're Um, operating under like D and D rules here.
0: Like she's the healer in their
1: Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, yes, she is. Yes, one hundred percent. That's one hundred percent what this is. Um. So, all right, so backstage, we go to, you know, the GOAT. We go to, we go to Mean Gene because he's interviewing MIA. Now, if you watch anything with this stuff, just watch any of the Missing in Action interviews with Mean Gene. Like, just because Mean Gene's just the great – nothing's better. Like, you talk about Mean Gene with all these great interviews with all these, you know, the top stars and all these big moments. No, 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 forget all of that. Watch Mean Gene in, like, 1999 and 2000 WCW interviewing mid-carters. And it's the greatest thing ever because he's so he's so funny. It's just he's just the best. It's like Tony Schiavone during this time. He's like the same way. He's just going through it, knows everything is stupid, but he's so good. He's just going to he's going to make it entertaining anyway. Um, But anyway, so he's interviewing Missing in Action and Booker T is with him. And Booker T says that it's time to declare all out war with Eric Bischoff. So now Booker T's kind of adding to the mix. So next week on Nitro, Booker T is facing the cat. Ernest Miller. It's a very weird match. Um it's like a no disqualification match or a street fight or something, and there's like a lot of fighting sticks involved. I don't know why, but everyone's using fighting sticks. Um Sean Stasiak shows up again, but Booker, uh Booker takes care of him, just just wails him, you know, takes him out. The cat, though, takes advantage of the distraction and gets the win. So the cat beats uh, beats Booker T. Uh, missing in action comes out afterwards, and they help, and they clear out the cat and uh, Stasiak. You know, they're helping him out. But Bischoff now comes out, and he says he's going to give Booker and missing in action a chance to clear the air, and they can come back to the new blood. They seem to already be back, Harris. Like, they're just wrestling
0: every week, so... I like to imagine that that was the moment where Eric Bischoff was like, wait a
1: minute. (laughs) Again, if it was played up like that, it would be hilarious. But it's not. You know why? Because that would have taken some thought. Yep. (sighs) So anyway, he says he's going to want them back in the new blood, which makes sense. They're kind of causing a little bit of trouble. He doesn't really care much about him. Just throw him back in with him. And then he doesn't have to worry about him anymore. But... Nope, they got other ideas. They tell Bischoff to uh, kiss their ass, and uh, Bischoff says that well, they've signed their death warrant. So backstage, <laughs> Bischoff fires Booker T. Oh, I thought you were gonna say fires him again. I wish, oh, but apparently they're already fired, except for Hugh yeah. Morris. He never fired him, but which I thought he did originally, but then he just showed up again and di- separate from the anyway. I have no idea what's going on. Um, as he leaves though. Booker T's leaving, you know, he's, he's packing his, he's packed his stuff and he's leaving the arena. He's been fired, but, uh, you know, someone, I don't remember who it was. Someone goes to interview him as he's leaving. I don't remember. It was probably Pamela Paul shock, but, um, and, uh, Booker T says that he has a plan and to stay tuned for next week. So we got a little teaser going here. So we're moving to thunder again. It's missing in action versus the filthy animals. Woo. Um, it's a very long match. It is boring as crap. But uh, it, 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 of course, again, features, you know, major guns ripping her shirt off at some point in the match. Sean Stasiak interferes again like the last one. It's basically the same thing that we saw last week. Uh, right. Booker T, though, reemerges to make the save. Now, remember, he was fired on Monday. Sure. But he is wearing camo pants. And a camo vest and a hat. He helps clear the ring. Now later in the show, Mean Gene interviews Booker, asking him what's going on. Finally! Like, finally, we are asking some questions here. For the first time in this whole (laughs) storyline, someone is asking what is going on. Mean Gene, where have you been the past two months? I needed this week one. (sighs) huh but fine i guess because we have booker t now we actually have a name involved so now we can actually ask questions so finally mean gene asks him what is going on Mm -hmm. booker says he is no longer booker t because booker t (gasps) was fired booker t is dead and he is now gi bro
0: yes dude all right that's the only good name to come out of this whole thing
1: (laughs) oh man and he is with missing in action and stasiak is going to be his first casualty of war tonight it's a good promo to be perfectly honest uh you know what this is like genuinely you know what this sounds like yeah
0: this sounds like like it was a mid card thing to keep people busy that nobody was putting any thought to, and none of the performers were talented enough to, like, make anything out of. Yep. Until Booker T got involved with it, and he was like, okay, what's going on? Yep. And they're like, we don't really know. And he's like, okay, well, I have to try to make some of this make sense. Well, and then he, he cuts this promo. Well, the He other, feels like he's the first person with any, like, real talent
1: well, well, he, well, to get one, involved. That is true. But two, I mean, Chava Guerrero's is talented, but But, yeah, that is true. But two... There's another reason this is so much higher, and it's because um, Booker T, when he first started wrestling, this was his character. He st- when he first started in the business, he was GI Bro. Excellent. So that's another reason why this is already better than before, because there, it, like he, he's he's familiar with this. Like this is a character he has developed yeah. in the past. Yeah, perfect. Um, so anyway, so he says he's gonna be. First casualty of war. So, apparent, but apparently, all you have to do is just change your name and you can trick WCW into rehiring you after being fired. See, I mentioned this a little bit earlier because this is one of those, like, hindsight things where it's like, oh, yeah. I guess that's been what's going on. Yeah. But never mentioned because, again, no one was smart enough to actually think about it. Yeah. Um, So, G.I. Bro gets a big win. Defeats St- Sean Stasiak. Mission in action. They are... They're, they're off and rolling. Um, so on Nitro, G.I. Bro comes out, with this time with grease paint all over his face, and he challenges Stasiak to a boot camp match at the Great American Bash. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Okay. I, I'm in, I was immediately in. I was like, for the first time, this whole thing, I'm in. Like, that sounds great. I'm all in. Um, he then has a match with Mike Awesome in an ambulance match. I don't know why. I don't know what the story was for that. Just for some reason, this is happening. I didn't even know it was an ambulance match, so the match was already underway. Like, it's very confusing. (laughs) Um, DDP ends up helping G.I. Bro, and they powerbomb Mike Awesome off the ramp through a table and then shove him into the ambulance for the win because DDP was in a feud with Mike Awesome at the time. Um, So that's why that happened. Uh, A few weeks later, Kidman yells at Major Guns. When she stands up for Tori, we're also getting into the Kidman and Tori Wilson angle. So there's a lot of overlap going on at this time. Because, again, it's 2,000. Um, and uh, so that kind of whole thing is starting. They're starting to kind of fray Kidman and Tori Wilson. So Major Gunn steps in when he when she hears Kidman yelling at uh, Tori Wilson. So she doesn't like being yelled at by Kidman. So she tells Missing in Action. So G.I. Bro gives them a mission. That their mission for this show is to um, go out and kick Kidman's ass. See? Right off the bat, this is the first week we have G.I. Bro as a character, and we already have a storyline. Like, this makes sense. If each week, it's like G.I. Bro telling his uh, soldiers to go out and fix something. Like, already, this is a better angle than everything we had before. Yep. Like, that's at least something. Like, that's at least... you You can work with that. Yeah. Um... So uh, so G.I. Bro comes out. He challenges Kidman. During the match, Tori turns on Kidman and G.I. Bro wins. Again, we we see this a lot with Tori and Kidman going on for the next few months. Um, the filthy animals jump in, of course, and they just level Missing in Action, helping Kidman because they're, they're buddies with Kidman, I guess. Um, on Thunder, um, Lieutenant Loco is facing Disco Inferno, who for some reason was briefly with the filthy animals. I don't know why. But but it's even weirder. So it's Lieutenant Loco, a.k.a. Chava Guerrero, versus Disco Inferno, and Daphne. Now, Harris, are you familiar with Daphne?
0: Not the one from the Scooby-Doo gang, I take it? I, I, don't, no. No. I don't know.
1: She was like this weird character. Uh, she was mostly paired up with this guy called Crowbar, who we've briefly talked about in a couple of episodes at this time, kind of a cr- crazy, kind of goth chick type character she ended up being doing a lot of impact a little bit later on with uh like uh that that group with uh crazy steve and uh bis and like that she was with them too so she she's been around for a while
0: okay that makes sense
1: i don't know why she's in this match but it's a triple threat intergender match for the cruiserweight title i i I don't know why i don't know why this is happening but it is um of course all hell breaks loose when Missing in Action and the Filthy Animals and GI Bro all end up coming in and knocking out Disco, uh, and um, oh no, uh, Missing in Action and Filthy Animals are there at ringside because both of their guys are there, and they end up, of course, fighting each other in the middle of the match, and then GI Bro comes in and knocks out Disco, and then drags an unconscious Lieutenant Loco on top of Disco, and we have a new champ. Missing in Action has a title, Cruiserweight Champion. Of course, Major Guns has to come back in and revive Lieutenant Loco. You see a, a, a pattern going on here. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's kind of a one-trick pony at this point. Um, but Lieutenant Loco is just knocked unconscious every match and and then keeps winning. And now is the champion. Um, I'm so, starting to feel
0: like this is a sort of Sandlot situation.
1: It's – I I don't know what it is, <laughs> Harris. Oh, no. I got knocked out again. You got to come save me. No – but it's not, like, it's definitely not that. But that would have been way funnier. But it's they're again, they're not smart enough for that. So a bunch of matches map happen over the next few shows. It's very confusing. Stories are constantly overlapping. For sure. missing an action, like they're they're constantly thrown in like the middle of other angles. It's it's so hard to keep track of. Um, but eventually we get to the Great American match because remember we had GI Bro challenging Sean Stasiak. For a boot camp match, It's Great American Bash, so we get to that. But before that, we have L- Lieutenant Loco battling Disco Inferno in a rematch for the Cruiserweight title without Daphne. I guess I don't. I guess you missed your chance. I don't know. Um, of course, though, missing an action helps him win as Corporal Cajun comes in and hits his finisher and again throws an unconscious Loco over Disco to win. So Loco <laughs> keeps winning while unconscious. Why do they keep? I, I guess they're in a team. I feel like the funniest or later, thing is he's the best wrestler this. out of all of them, too.
0: Maybe that's why. Maybe they know. They're like, look, <sighs> we couldn't do any better. We should just ride this horse for all it's worth.
1: I don't know. Um, of course, both teams battle themselves afterwards. Uh, missing in action. Apparently, I missed. I missed when this happened. But missing in action have added a member who's like 80 years old, wearing a World War II uniform, and they call him Pops. And he's now with them for some reason. I don't know when this happened. He just kind of appeared at some point. Again, the last few shows leading up to this are just so confusing. It's very hard to keep track. Um, He gets knocked out, of course, during this scuffle and has to be resuscitated by, of course, Major Guns, who was not too thrilled about having to do that. So that was apparently... uh, moment of humor for the show. I think it was okay, yep. uh, I think that was the goal. Um and No, pro- Mark, it's props funny. Props to Pops it's... though, man. He gives it his all. I'll give him I'll give it to him, man. It's horrible, but that guy tries. He Listen, does Mark,
0: it's funny because old people are gross.
1: That's Oh, yeah.
0: That's Everyone yeah. knows that that's funny.
1: Of course. <sighs> all right. Um so later in the show, it's time for the boot camp match. Now again, I was pretty excited for this cuz it sounded great. It starts off amazing. GI Bro pulls a Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12, zip lines down to the ring for his entrance, which is freaking awesome. Like, it looks great. That was the gif I posted on Twitter. It looks fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, top-tier entrance. Very cool. We're off to a great start. Shawn Stacey comes out wearing camo, face paint, and camo pants, you know, mocking GI Bro. We're off to a good start here. Okay, okay. The only problem is, Harris, we have no idea what a boot camp match is at this point. Oh, you,
0: you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to ask, <laughs> now, what's been announced? <laughs> what do we know? What does the audience know?
1: Perfect. Nothing. That's Absolutely exactly what I was hoping for. nothing. And the bell has rung. What? Now, no, no, yes. no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Somebody the, has to no, explain. Wait, this. wait, wait. The bell rings, and then Tony Schiavone comes on and explains to us, that a boot can't match is one where the goal is to incapacitate your opponent to where he can't respond to a 10 count. <laughs> Harris, <laughs> it's a last man standing match.
0: That's it. How, how can you not think of any wrinkle to add? This is WCW.
1: They make stupid gimmick matches every week. This is the perfect match to have a pole match. You have the flagpole <laughs> and you have to climb like, this is the pole match, Harris. If there was ever a time to have a pole match or a flag match, it is it is right now. <sighs> they had a Viagra <laughs> on a pole but, match a few months but, later, and you couldn't do it now?
0: But that makes perfect sense because that's why they never explained it to anybody. Because oh, yes. they just didn't
1: have an idea no, for it. No, they didn't. They had a name, wow. and they never bothered to come up with a match.
0: Man, that is some straight-up Southpaw regional wrestling territory right there. <laughs> John Cena's like, what do you mean really we don't is. have a match? We can't really just have a last-man-standing match. We promised these people a boot camp match. It really is. Wow. That's – I knew WCW I so would fail t- me in this many was the ways. Part,
1: this was the part when I got actively mad at this angle was at that moment because that was the one part I was kind of excited about. It was a good well, promo the- Booker gave. It was an interesting name for a match. Like, WCW's a bunch of dumb matches. Like, that'll be interesting. Nope. Right. Well, that's the saving grace of these
0: crazy, like, 2000s early WCW matches. Not early, but you know what I mean? These early 2000s WCW matches where, like, you're going to have a crazy, stupid gimmick match and it won't work. Right. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and to talk about. Right. Not just a... I I would love it if there was a little bit more of that. If we're gonna have like I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you in a crazy cantaloupe caterpillar
1: match. We did that. We did it we did it, the, Harris. We did it. At, just, we did it at um. Uh, we did it all out. We had the mimosa match. Well, no, but that made
0: sense because it's <laughs> here. Let me finish my thought because that was it was silly. It was oh you have to throw your opponent into a vat of mimosa, right? No, or like, pin them,
1: which really. That was so stupid that they threw oh. that in pin or submission or throw him into the mimosa. I was like, but at least the mimosa was there. You're not going to be right. like, hey, we're going to have a crazy caterpillar
0: cantaloupe catapult match. And that's a match where if I pin your shoulder to the mat for a count of three, then I win. Like, that would be.
1: <laughs> right.
0: That would be incredible. It, I, thinking about it more, I would kind of respect <laughs> that. If just like, no, it's
1: just a match. Uh. Well, it's like the same thing with uh, what's the difference between a no disqualification match, a hardcore match, and a no holds barred match, and a street fight. I guess right. a, street and a street fight. Street sometimes fight.
0: you wear jeans, but that's, that's like, the only no. difference. Yeah, a street fight no. actually
1: has a difference. You have to wear street clothes. That's you know, it's a little different. Oh, and an unsanctioned match. Don't forget oh, that. Oh yeah, the unsan- a lights out match also. Yeah, yeah. where they where they turn the lights off before the match because that means now we're not on the show, even though you're still taping it. Right, right. Um, anyway, so I was very disappointed with that. Um, so anyway, I don't, I didn't care about the match. I didn't even bother. I, uh, I just skimmed through it. I didn't even watch. <laughs> I was so mad once that happened. Um, I, I, I was, I was so disappointed, Harris. I was just so disappointed when that happened. Um, of course, the match goes on for a while. I mean, it's decent timed, but. Of course, we have more interference because, you know, this is WCW and that's the only thing they know how to do. Uh, Chuck Palumbo comes out because he's a tag, he's in a tag team with Sean Stazek, which again, I didn't know yet because I haven't been watching anything else in the show, but apparently they've been a tag team. And he comes out with a weapon. I had no idea what this weapon was, Harris. I couldn't figure out what it was. I was like, is this just a pipe? But they they said a name that I couldn't quite catch. And I was like, what is going on? I then put the captions on and went back to when they said the name. Harris, it's called a Lex flexor. It's 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 Lex Luger's custom dumbbell. And it's but it doesn't even look like a dumbbell. It looks like a a, a straight lead pipe. Like it's there's not like weights on the side. Like it's all like one thin line. I don't even apparently this was a thing. I don't know, but it that makes like it a little better.
0: It sounds like something that Lex Luger was like trying to sell, so he I tried to it make was. it somebody's signature weapon. I don't weapon. know,
1: but I, I I tried to look it up, and I couldn't find anything official on it, so it might have just been a kayfabe thing. But apparently that was a thing, a Lex wow, flexor.
0: So that it made it a little like better. A finisher. It sounds it like, does, oh, he's it got him in does. the Lex flexor. It like, that's what it, like,
1: that's what the Torturex should have been called, if we're yeah, really being exactly. honest. Exactly. Um... Anyway, so that made it a little better, but, uh, he of course gets dropped by GI bro, but then Stasiak picks up the Lex Flexer, low blows GI, uh, GI bro. Um, but GI bro ends up kicking out of it. He, the, he gets the Lex. Flexor. Wait, wait, wait. He gets covered. Well, he doesn't get pinned.
0: I thought this was a count of 10 match. I thought this. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry, 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 sorry.
1: I already forgot. Yeah, yeah. He he gets up. Like he gets up before the 10 count. He doesn't. not the pin. Sorry. Oh man,
0: I thought somebody went for a pin. Oh, that would have been funny. Just like in
1: the uh, Yappapai Indian strap match, which was a great episode. That was a great episode. I that was a low key, really way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Episode. (laughs) Uh, That was great. When uh yeah, the Ric Flair won or Hogan won by pinning Ric Flair in a strap match. Um, yep. After multiple multiple times explaining the rules, that was great. Yep. Um, uh, but anyway, so no, he so he gets up after that, and eventually the match continues, and he eventually hits Stasiak with it, uh, like in the head with the Lex flexer, and and ends up winning. He stays down for the ten count, so GI Bro wins this boot camp match, which is just a last man standing match and maybe mad. Um, so that to be honest, that's kind of. The end of the most of the stuff. I'll wrap up missing in action. So sure. on, on June nineteenth, like a week later, GI Bro has a big talk with with uh, missing in action. Or I keep saying missing in action, which is the actual thing. Misfits in action. Right. And I knew what you meant, but yeah, I, I kept. I don't you. care. It, it doesn't just matter. underscores how
0: stupid of a name that is. Because you're like, action. oh, it's you get it. Name. It's vaguely military.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a bad name. Um, so he he groups them together and he says that they need to step up. And stand up to the new blood because he is stepping away from the group. <laughs> and, and 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 he's promoting Captain Rection to General Rection. <laughs> Hang on, Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark. This Basically, is Booker T got out of the doghouse and was allowed yep. to come back to the table. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, here's my favorite and, thing and, about this. And the other great thing is literally like a couple months later he is now the world heavyweight champion Booker T. So I guess, I guess this trip in for misfits and action worked out for Booker T because he almost immediately became the world champion. Like within like a couple of months. Okay. Hang on. Let me tell you my
0: favorite thing about that. Sure. It's that this whole angle did not this whole angle start, I guess not the new blood, but like this whole angle started with Eric Bischoff being like, you guys should really stick up for yourselves.
1: Yep. And now we have no, just, not like, exactly. Come... He wanted them to help the new blood more. Right. Like it wasn't
0: right. It's related to helping the new blood versus right. fighting the new blood. But it's still just it's just some other better, more important person giving these losers a pep talk. Yeah. And Booker T like Booker T shows up instantly makes the angle better. Instantly makes the angle like some semblance of watchable. And then is immediately like, all right, I'm in love with you guys. You, you suck and i'm gonna go back to the upper <laughs> card now but uh good luck with everything i'm out and then he just
1: bails that's incredible Yep,
0: that's <laughs> very funny i know like it it can be annoying when one of your favorite wrestlers is on the undercard and they just get kind of dumped on by somebody else in one way or another but when it happens it's very funny Cause I think it's like 50, 50 50 booking is annoying and there's no like less 50, 50 booking in the world than somebody like a John Cena or like, like Booker T in this case, just being like, (laughs) no, no, I'm just, (laughs) I'm, I actually matter. I'm going to go have a championship match now and just Uh, bailing. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm a really big fan of
1: that. Yeah. So th- here's the thing: the team would continue for like the next year. Um, well,
0: yeah. No, that's classic mid card, just drown in obscurity with yep. no real purpose or direction. There was oh, a few that's...
1: membership changes. Uh, the biggest one being Van Hammer was released in July, so they brought in the Wall, and of course, guess what his name was? Yeah, that's right, Sergeant A Wall. <laughs> Okay, I'm starting to think halfway through.
0: They just came up with like 15 names on a whiteboard and we were like, yep. "Oh man, these are all great. Yep. We got to use all of these." Did they at some point break up and have uh and have MIA Wolfpack and MIA Hollywood because that would have also been great?
1: Well, no, not 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 like that. No. But uh they speaking of breaking up. So, in November, again, all this has been happening like in May, June. <laughs>
0: Right, and this is the year 2000, yes. right? So, like, David Arquette's champion, yep. Vince Russo's champion.
1: Yep, yep like that happens right around there, yeah. All this insane
0: stuff is happening at the top of the car
1: We haven't even touched Vince Russo being champion yet. That's a whole nother topic we'll get to at some point. Oh, man. um, So, November, again, months later, uh, General Rection is the, uh, is the U.S. champion. Sure, why not? (laughs) Why not? And uh, missing uh, it. There I go again. Misfits in action are feuding with Team Canada. Now Team Canada was pretty good, led by Lance Storm. Um, And uh, of course, so you got a big, you know, you got the military USA guys, and you got you got Team Canada. It's a it's a match made in heaven, Harris. Uh, General Direction is taking on Lance Storm for the U.S. title. Major Guns, of course, uh, she she becomes a little turncoat. And helps Lance Storm and, uh, throws in the towel for, uh, general, general erection. And that gives Lance Storm the win and, and the title. And then she, she's joined Team Canada. So, oh no, we all care. Um, the team would eventually stick around until January of 2000. So this team was around for like basically almost a full year, like a full calendar year. And, uh, they would eventually disband, um, they did so so basically this is what it was. Ultimately, it was an attempt at taking these stagnated mid-carters and just giving them a different a different, you know, moniker, like rebrand trying to rebrand them. Now, failed miserably, but like that that was the goal clearly. But the only the only one who benefited from any of this was Booker T, who ended up winning the world title after this. So I guess it wasn't all for nothing. I mean, I, I do respect. There's probably the a lot of other great stuff about it. I quit after the, after Booker T left, I was done. And I just found any other like monumental things that happened. And, and yeah. those, no, those listen, two like, were basically it. The, the Major Guns Turning was basically the only, uh, 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 Sergeant AWOL joining, Major Guns Turning were really the only things of note mm-hmm. afterwards at all. Listen,
0: WCW's whole thing is like, not their whole thing, but like, if nothing else, they could at least come up with some creatively stupid gimmick matches. If they're not even going to try to do that, yep. you know they don't care about your angle. Yep. Who? And if they don't care enough to like come up with some crazy boot camp match... I certainly wouldn't care enough to watch it what would you make a boot camp match if told hey. I already
1: told you you have uh like oh, some, the, some, yeah, the, the you, you you build something over on the stage you know like with the sandbags and the flagpole and something like that and, and you gotta have to have something where you gotta you gotta get the flag from one side of the arena and then then hump it over to the 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 flagpole and climb up and and mount the flag that's what I would do that's
0: pretty good. That's like a flat, like a capture the yeah, it's not a capture the flag match. But yeah, like, it is.
1: It basically is. Yeah. Again, so, yeah. They, they they do all things on polls. That's the only fin- That's the only thing Vince Russo ever did. How did they not think of this? They they had something that was built for a poll match. The only thing in the history of WCW that actually was built for a poll match is the one match they didn't do a poll match for. If that doesn't Incredible. sum up WCW's leadership at the time, I don't know what does.
0: No kidding. To me, that speaks no m- that
1: speaks way louder than David Arquette winning the title.
0: I agree, man. You expect it to be crazy at the top. It's really sad when you get to the bottom of the card and they're just like, we we don't even care.
1: We don't care enough to be
0: crazy. <laughs> that's really sad.
1: It is. It is. But uh, that's the interesting. Uh, I guess you can say interesting formation of the misfits in action with their interesting military pseudonyms you know and gi bro Bro. which is a great name
0: you know what's funny about this it reminds me of like every faction of jobbers in the history of wrestling has done something like this at some point like there's always one this is constantly happening they're doing it right now in WWE with retribution they're like "Oh uh, yeah here's all these uh NXT wrestlers and they keep they keep wrecking stuff so we uh we signed them to contracts and retribution's like yeah we're here and we're big and we're bad and I I, I was Dominic Dijakovic in NXT but now I'm slapjack and this is T-bar Ooh. and everyone's just like alright <laughs> yeah they're like alright listen we, we know what's happening here I hope you don't get cut uh <laughs> You know, it's just it's so <laughs> transparently nothing. It's like the uh, job funny. squad. It's like the, um, what do they call them? The social outcasts? Like, it's the same. There has always been a faction of four to five terrible in-kayfabe wrestlers at the bottom of the card. Just tooling around, diff- doing different stupid things. At least these guys had fun names, I guess. I, I don't know. I can't think of anything <sighs> else positive to I say. I guess,
1: yeah. G- Captain Hugh g how did they not do
0: misdirection? I know it was a military thing, but come on. After the faction ended, he should have at least been, no, 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 please. I've been discharged. It's misdirection now. Like, oh, it's I, such a waste.
1: It's yeah, all such a waste. I, yes, that's a good way to put it. It was all a waste. I The person I feel the most bad for is Chava Guerrero, who not mm-hmm. only had to be stuck in this, but literally was the guy who just got knocked unconscious every time he tried to wrestle. <laughs> They didn't even let him wrestle. <laughs> like that he's the one wrestler. Damage. I mean, yep. to be fair, I mean they're all fine. Like I mean, I mean, obviously Bill DeMott was I mean, he's a worker. That was that was why he was there. I mean, he he could go and I mean, again, I mean, he even had a good match with Scott Steiner. I mean, he could go. They they could all go. But arguably, Chavo Guerrero is is definitely the best wrestler out of this group other than Booker T when he joined. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who literally was not even allowed to wrestle. It just in every possible level, just the worst decisions were made, uh, until Booker T showed up, and it was just, it it's it really is crazy. The like w- month that Booker T was there, you just can see stuff actually falling into some s- semblance of a place. Yeah, it, it really is eye open. Like it is really eye opening with the first like two months of this angle to then when Booker T actually joins. It it really is, and it's just like wow. That's what happens when you have an actual, you know, competent performer in this group. It uh, it is pretty crazy, but it's uh, it's like it's like when LeBron went back to Cleveland. <laughs> it's like that.
0: That's a good comparison.
1: So you're just like, oh, a, a legend came in, and immediately we're like. Uh, well, that's probably a bad because they definitely didn't become like this championship caliber team. So that might be giving them too much credit, but competent anyway. But anyway, that's what I got. That's what I got for mis- Misfits in Action in the year 2000 in, in WCW. <sighs> that's pretty. That's pretty good, man.
0: We don't have like, I guess a lot of what we do is lower card, but I think that's kind of like you touched on it. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happens that nobody ever like remembers Yeah. because there's crazier or at least better, more memorable stuff happening at the top of the card. Yep. That's For what sure. you're supposed to remember. I wonder That's what fun. else is out there that we're missing out on. This was a lot of fun. I,
1: I, there's, fan. there's probably plenty to be perfectly honest. I know I still have a, a dearth of, uh, of topics, it's just which one I want to spend the time on each week. That's the, that's more yeah. of the thing. I'm, some of these topics I look at, I'm like, oh, man, this will take a while.
0: <laughs> yep. Been there.
1: I have several of those. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to talk about that, but I really don't want to do the research on that. <laughs> that's the way it is for most non-WWE or WCW things. It's like, oh, yeah, I really want to do that. But, man, I really don't want to deal with digging through the Internet to try and find clips of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh anyway. Follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and Instagram that I never check at behind underscore gorilla. I've really, really been slacking on both of our social medias lately. I apologize. Well, I mean
0: it's not like we've been recording every week, so that's true. fine. That's true. Let us know uh let us know what your Misfits in Action name would be and how you would book a,
1: Ooh, that's a good what idea. boot camp match. Oh, we should I should put that out on Twitter. Yeah, we should definitely put that on a, that out on Twitter. What what would your boot camp match be? And then what would your uh, Misfits in Action name be? That's a good one. Harris, what would yours be? I, see, it's hard to think of either of it them is. off the cuff like that. I came up with like 17
0: better ones. <laughs> I'm going to steal a joke. I'm going to steal a joke uh, from the comedy sketch group, The Widest Kids You Know, who once did an entire like three minute video called promotions Mm -hmm. that is just a military general standing in front of a group of people and saying things like private punishments you have been promoted to corporal punishment just (laughs) things like that over and over and over again general bummer you have been demoted to major bummer i would be major bummer (laughs) that's what i'm gonna go with
1: Nice, yeah. So tweet us and let us know what your misfits in action name would uh would would be. So there we go. Again, they didn't come up with a bat. Like I'm telling you, Lieutenant Loco and Corporal Cajun were definitely the lazy lazier of the names. The best one yep. is by far Private Stash, which then was ruined by Van Hammer not wanting to be a private and huh. then changing it to Major Stash. So then you know that was the first one they did, and then after that, like we. We don't care anymore. We can't. We can't <laughs> yep. care anymore. So then they just went, You're Corporal. You're from Louisiana. Cajun. It's just a rank, rank ethnicity. You're
0: That's are lieutenant. All it
1: is at that point. Oh, you're Hispanic. Loco. There it is. We're done. And then they left. Yep. And it was like, Damn it, Van Hammer. You ruined it for everyone. That's good. That's yeah. good. Anyway. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram again, at Behind underscore Gorilla. You can follow me on Twitter if you want to see nothing but sports stuff, at MarkyMarkBrand. And,
0: and I'm Matt Harris-Wilson. It's fun yeah. to watch Mark. Uh, you see all the different games he's calling. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, those have been going well. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that does it for this episode of Behind the Gorilla. We're back. No promises. We'll be back every week. But when we can, we will be back. So, you know, we're not, we're not going anywhere. Just might be, you know, pumping the brakes maybe a little bit. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Anyway, you have anything else to say, Harris? I'm done.
0: No, I just, I think it's, it, we're sort of in, in a, uh, an NWA situation where it's like, do they still exist? Yeah. Is there a like weekly spot we can tune in to find them on the same time and place every week? Debatable. You know, it's in a state yeah. of flux right now.
1: Yeah. It's coming, Don't you worry. Oh, man, I wish you didn't say that. I really miss NWA. Yeah, I (sighs) know. Man, there's no wrestling company that was hurt worse than NWA with this COVID thing. You're right, dude. I think they were picking up a lot of momentum, too. They were were rolling. And then the the Crockett Cup was coming. It was going to be the first big event at that – oh, shoot. I already forgot the name. Where the, it was that
0: place, though. I know what you're
1: talking the, about. The one in College Park, the brand new facility they built down there for yep. the G League team, yep. and um, it was going to be down there. It's going to yep. be a big deal. It was like going to hold, I think, fit, I think twelve or fourteen or fifteen thousand people. I think could have fit in there. Maybe yep. it was ten or eleven, but whatever it was, it would have been, uh, you know, a lot of people. It was, I think it was selling pretty well. I don't think it was sold out yet, but it was only Feb. You know, what, what was it? March or whatever. So it was still like a yep. month over a month away, and it was selling well and. They did that press conference I got to go to, which was awesome, where I got to talk with Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull, and there was like three other people there. And that was that was a lot of fun. And then pff, dead. Gone. Dead. Yep. And 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 it was just like da I don't care what problems WWE is going through, n- nothing even compares to what NWA was dealt because that was just that was such a shame power was rolling was doing good numbers on youtube you know obviously they were all packed with people we were at a lot of them we were at least half of them and uh and the pay-per-views were doing well i think they were selling well and then that was going to be the one that was going to be the big show to really put them up kind of you know to that next level and kaput gone totally derailed yep that was so sad, man. We had tickets. We were ready to go. We were, we were, we were all in for that. No pun intended. But, uh, man, I really hope they can get something going. Apparently, they're still trying to to make stuff make stuff happen. I know they're doing that prime time thing, which I'm not doing because I'm not paying for it. But, uh, you know, that's good. Hopefully, that's going well for him. I know, I know. Uh, Trevor Murdoch won the U.S. or uh, the national title, so good for him. Because I know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We could talk about that forever. I just miss NWA and I need it back.
0: Yeah, I didn't mean to derail the show like that as we were <laughs> wrapping up, but that was a good little what in the world is up with the NWA yeah. recap.
1: Go back and... If you guys haven't watched it, man, if you haven't made time, go back and watch them on YouTube. Watch the two seasons of NWA Power. It's, it's, so, it's so refreshing. And I've heard people complain. I've heard people complain about the way they've done it. I think even Ricky Starks was on... Uh, one of the eight, a- the AW podcasts or something, he was talking about how he, he didn't like some of the stuff. Like he kind of wished they had done bigger, done more with other stuff. And it's just like, nah, man, you guys are missing the point. The whole point was to not do that. Like they were never trying to be a big wrestling company. Like that was never the plan. Like it was anyway, we could go on and on for that. I thought they were doing everything perfect. And, uh,
0: well, Mark, you yeah, are gonna need it. a new color commentator because Wade Barrett signed with uh, WWE. Yeah, Wade again, Barrett so.
1: signed. Tasha Steele went to Impact. Ricky Starks went to AEW. Yep. It's just like, man. Oh, uh, 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 Eddie Kingston went to AEW, which yep. is great, man. Whenever we see the NWA and people, I'm like, all right, good for them. You know, I love watching them, and I get to watch. You know, I still get to watch them, so that I'm all fine with that. But it's just like it's still sad, man. Yep. It's still sad. Like those were those were. Our, it feels like those were our boys, and now they're gone. Which you knew that was going to happen anyway. Because, I mean, the NWA was never the end goal for most of... The, especially not the younger ones, obviously. But it's still it's still kind of sad. They still got Nick Aldis doing something. Poor guy. And Thunder Rose is killing it. So that, that's fun. Although she's... They got to be careful. <laughs> she's,
0: I was going to say, she's, she's going to be gone in a month. It's
1: already too big for him now, man. Yep. Uh, yep. Feel bad for they need Anyway, see... thank you anyway, for listening to our podcast. Yeah, goodbye. We'll we'll be back at some point, man. Just stay stay tuned, keep an ear out, and we will have new episodes coming out. We're not we're not going anywhere. Goodbye. goodbye.